The arrival of Skip Pete will certainly help Rashad White, but Leonard Fournette's usage is about to drastically decrease. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the 10 Tampa Bay Plus app that you can find on a Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. We thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com, joined by my very, very busy co-host, Mr. David Harrison. You can find his work over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. And, of course, follow everything on Twitter, at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison80Dose. We have got Kyle Trask conflict, mm-hmm. and we're going to attempt to get to the bottom of some of it on this episode because that is that is a deep cavern that we're going to climb ourselves into this offseason and try to work our way out of. But first, Rashad White is about to see a significant boost from the arrival of running backs coach Skip Pete because Pete has a proven track record of developing running backs. I should have said players because Pete has a proven track record of developing players who possess the skills that Arizona State legend Rashad White possesses. Uh, before we get into this full-on number dump, um, loyal Locked On Bucks listeners and viewers, you're in for a treat because usually it's me that does the number dumping. Today, it's James Jarko doing the number dumping. I'm very excited to see what this sounds like and looks like. Um, on yesterday's episode, uh, my solo episode, a lot of you listened to it. A lot of you watched it. I greatly appreciate all of you, as always. Um, I was talking about some of the new coaching additions and kind of what it, it really pertain to it really the point of the conversation right was to kind of illustrate how Todd Bowles is taking control of his coaching staff versus what he inherited in 2022 and I think I got that point across but in part of that conversation I was talking about Skip Pete kind of ran out of time in the segment and I was like okay want to make sure we get all the valuable information in there so I kind of cut myself off of the conversation but when I cut myself off the conversation I mentioned that Skip Pete chose Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Dallas Cowboys and some very astute Twitter followers of the Lockdown Bucks page pointed out the Skip Pete's was not uh, retained by the Dallas Cowboys. There were some conflicting reports that he was fired, that he just wasn't kept, stuff like that. So the official report, right, is that his contract was up, which is true. It it was up, and the Cowboys essentially chose not to retain him um, following the expiration of his contract. He wasn't the only one. There were several coaches who were not retained, and then there were some others in Dallas uh, that were let go, much to the surprise of many, many Cowboys people because a lot of these coaches were very, very good. So... Those are all true. The reason I said what I said is because I have this conspiracy theory that I want to dump on everybody. Some of you are going to approve of it. Some of you are not going to approve. Of it. I'm going to make it somewhat quick because James has a lot of numbers to throw at your face. I mean, and it starts obviously with, with Kellen Moore. So, so from a logical standpoint, if you're team building, you're building an organization, and you have one of the brightest young NFL minds, offensive minds in the league, 
who's helped you coordinate a very prolific scoring offense despite a lot of injuries here and there to wide receivers sometimes, to running backs sometimes, quarterbacks, offensive line, stuff like that. Typically, you want to keep that guy, right? But in Dallas, apparently, we want to let that guy walk away. And in a week's time, and really in less than a week's time, because one week later it was announced that he was being uh, one week from the end of the Cowboys season following their divisional round loss to San Francisco 49ers, Kellen Moore was being reportedly hired by the Los Angeles Chargers. So it took less than a full calendar week for Kellen Moore to find a new job. And if you've been with us for a while, when we talk about some of these head coaching searches, like before Bruce Arians came in uh, and all this stuff, we talked about guys like Mike Tomlin, like Harbaugh out in Baltimore. And, and when you look at these coaches and imagine, and I tell Steelers fans this all the time, because the second the Steelers look like they might go sub 500 with Mike Tomlin, they're like, oh, fire Mike Tomlin. And I'm like, this guy's literally never had a losing record in, in his time with your franchise. Would you want to fire this dude? Think about how quickly that guy would get hired. Mm-hmm. If it's really quick, like a week, you probably shouldn't let that dude walk out the building. The Dallas Cowboys let Kellen Moore walk out the building. They also let Skip Pete walk out the building. When you have that kind of talent, there's a reason those dudes walk out of the building. Now, could it be the Dallas Cowboys want to move on from those guys? Here's what I'm going to tell you. Is it more likely that guys like Kellen Moore and Skip Pete, Skip Pete, who, by the way, just got done helping get Tony Pollard to a Pro Bowl season, zero fumbles, as James Jarko so eloquently illustrated in our Wednesday episode from the entire running back room in Dallas. Is it more likely that Dallas wanted those coaches gone or more likely that maybe those two coaches for whatever reason, not, I'm not going to go as far as say like they don't like Mike, they don't like Dak. I don't know what the reasons are. Is it more like that they kind of said, you know what, we're good. We're, we're good over here. And because your offensive coordinator and your most successful running back coach that you've had in a very long time in your franchise are both leaving, that kind of signals to Mike McCarthy, like, you know what, this is probably a good time to do a hard reset. Let's go ahead and cut some more dead weight. We'll bring in an entirely new batch. We'll just kind of reset this whole coaching staff thing and build around our players. Which one of those is more likely? I think it's the other one. So that's kind of the conspiracy theory. I have, and I backed that up because, James, two hours after Skip Pete was hired by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they hired his replacement. Two hours. That tells me they're holding out hope that maybe Skip was going to come back. So when I say the Skip Pete chose the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Cowboys, that's essentially what I'm talking about. And I actually have more, but I'm eating all of James's number dump time. So that is my clarification on why I said Skip Pete chose the Bucs over the Cowboys even though he wasn't under contract with Dallas in the first place. Boom. Well, if there's one thing that we know, it's that Mike McCarthy always makes really, really good decisions. So, um, yeah. What? I, Where's Peter Bukowski when you need him? <laughs> um, all right. So, Skip Pete has been a running backs coach in the National Football League since 1998. He spent 98 through 2006 with the Oakland Raiders. Yes, that means the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated Skip Pete's running back group with the Oakland Raiders in the Super Bowl. But from there, he spends 2007 to 2012 with the Dallas Cowboys, spends two years with the Chicago Bears in 2013-2014, takes a year off, spends 2016 through 2019 with the Los Angeles Rams, then back to the Dallas Cowboys since 2020. So I focused on his recent stint with the Dallas Cowboys. So in 2020, his first year with, with the Cowboys, first year back, the, the Dallas Cowboys finished 17th in the National Football League with 111.8 rushing yards per game. 2021, they're ninth in the NFL with 124.6 rush yards per game. Last season, ninth in the NFL again, 135.2 rush yards per game. I want to focus on last year's Cowboys because, David, as you mentioned, Tony Pollard comes off a Pro Bowl season. 
where he had 1,007 rush yards, 12 total touchdowns, 5.2 yards per carry. Imagine that. Imagine that for a moment, Buccaneers fans, having five yards a carry from your running back. Not .5, but five. That's incredible. The Cowboys had, this is strictly running back numbers. This does not include wide receiver rushes, quarterback rushes, anything like that. 2,044 rush yards on 462 attempts. Running backs also contributed 526 receiving yards on 62 receptions. 25 total touchdowns. So that means the Dallas Cowboys running back group accounted for 2,570 yards on 524 touches. The Bucs, by comparison, their running back group had 2,061 yards on 471 touches. That is why so many Bucs fans and, and David and myself here are so excited about the hiring of Skip Pete because of what this can do for Rashad White. And I talked about it a lot on Wednesday. And David, I want to give the floor to you um, that, you know, what do you what do you think we're going to see out of Rashad White under Skip Pete? Because to me, he's pretty similar in his skill set, in his ability as a Tony Pollard. Yeah. So if you can get this kind of production out of Tony Pollard, Buccaneers fans should be looking maybe not this year, but within the next two to three seasons, you're looking at Rashad White being a thousand yard back, double digit touchdown kind of guy. Wouldn't wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that's that's a relatively reasonable expectation is in a couple seasons. Right. So and and look, it, it could happen in year one. Just I don't think it's reasonable to expect it in year one. So year one with Tony Pollard and the Dallas Cowboys, you know, Skip Heat. I, I think I want to say, honestly, he's probably said, hey, look, Zeke is your main guy. You know what I mean? So Tony Pollard kind of flashes here and there. Second season, 700 yards and a handful of touchdowns. Third season, 1,000-yard back Pro Bowl berth uh, for Tony Pollard. So I think that that trajectory, I don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to come in and say, Skip, Leonard's your running back number one. No, I think they're going to say, Skip, who is your running back number one? Figure it out. And once you give Skip the opportunity to say who the running back number one is, he's already shown in Dallas. He doesn't care what your draft status is. He doesn't care what your contract number is, your cap hit. doesn't matter. The best guy on for the team is going to be the guy that's on the field in the most critical situations. And, again, like you said, Tony Pollard, best marries with Rashad White Sounds. And you go back before that, Los Angeles Rams. Skip, he was running backs coach for Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's not really a Rashad White type or a Tony Pollard type, but he is a more nimble, more pass-catching ability type of back than Leonard Fournette is naturally. I know Leonard Fournette has done a lot in the past game, given his size and all that stuff. But when you look at natural pass catchers, natural one-cut runners, Rashad White fits that mold better than Leonard Fournette does and more comparatively to guys like Tony Pollard and Todd Gurley before. Yeah, well, and, and we're going to continue this conversation on the other side. And we're going to tell you why the arrival of Skip Pete is going to spell some bad news for Leonard Fournette. And Kyle Trask is being criminally underrated heading into next season, according to David. But I'm going to set him straight. That's next on Locked on Bucks. Today's episode of Locked on Bucks is presented by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories? Then you've got to try a Built Bar. We've gotten through the holidays. We are, we are coming up on St. Patty's Day, which is a day where a lot of you are going to ingest some empty calories. But when you're looking for a delicious and healthy alternative, to things that are going to pack on the pounds, you have to try 
Built Bar. They are so delicious, you're not going to think that they are good for you. And what makes Built Bar so good? For starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, which is my favorite, and coconut almond. And I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars actually taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is that they are healthy. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait for UPS to bring you a box. For years, we've been telling you to order your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at Walmart and Sam's Club. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, my other favorite, double chocolate or coconut puffs. And if you are close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast first listener, your first view every single day. I am going to tell you why Kyle Trask is being criminally underrated heading into, I don't want to call it next season, I guess, but the early part of this offseason. Still a lot of offseason to go, and, and potentially things will swing the other way. But, James, before we get to that, what's sure to be fun conversation that we're going to have here. Uh, real quick shout out to uh, folks like only Bucks fan, JJ Cowan. Cowan, I believe that's how you say it, Malcolm. Bert uh, and Malcolm again for joining us in the live chat. Thank you for all of us joining this live episode. And those of you, of course, who are listening and watching afterwards, we also appreciate you as well. Uh, Bert asked a question before we went into the break, and I want to I want to kind of address it here because I like the question. I have something to say about it. any ideas on running back number two. So I don't know that necessarily the writing is carved on the wall. It might be written on the wall, but writing can be erased, right? But the writing might be might not be carved into the wall that Leonard Fournette is going to be gone. But to be quite honest with you, James, uh, I like the idea of bringing in Tony Pollard. So Tony Pollard got injured at the end of the season, right in the loss against San Francisco 49ers. And according to what I have read from, you know, Cowboys sources, not a doctor necessarily, but the expectation of the recovery following the surgery is supposed to be three months, which means he's going to have time to work out, get some, some calisthenics and get some conditioning. And he should be ready for training camp. Might be a slow role in training camp. Be take it safe, take it easy with whatever team. He's playing for, but if you're Tony Pollard, I mean, you were on your way to a massive contract, right? Mm -hmm. But as a running back coming off of that type of injury, that number, I mean, and, and, it, and it, it, it's painful for him as, as a human being, right? But that number is going to go down. You're not going to get, you know, top flight number money. At least I don't anticipate that you are. I mean, the NFL is crazy, so who knows what's going to happen, but I don't anticipate that happening. So if you're going to get a running back like Tony Pollard, potentially at a discount because of that injury. If, if for the Buccaneers, that makes all the sense in the world because you're in a very cap management type of situation, loaded with a whole lot of bonuses that may not come up, uh, performance bonuses, and you give yourself a running back that can complement Rashad White because Rashad, to me, is more of a north-south type runner than Tony Pollard is. You get a little bit of speed from both, but a little bit more power, I think, from Rashad than you do from Tony Pollard. Either way, you have the opportunity and you can go in the NFL draft and maybe get yourself a more power type runner later on in, in the draft to, to use in, in spots, uh, spot positions. And if you're Tony Pollard, I think it makes sense because who better to help you rejuvenate? You know, it's hard to say rejuvenate because the last time we saw him, he was still doing really well, but really get your career back on track following the injury. Then the running back coach who helped get you in there in the first place, right? So the, coming to Tampa has a lot of attractiveness to Tony Pollard. It makes a lot of sense cap-wise, most likely, again, expectations that the number will probably come down for, for the Buccaneers. Uh, so again, we... You may not like the idea of Drew Locke following his coach to Tampa, but do you like the idea of Tony Pollard 
following his coach in Tampa. I love that idea. If I'm a Bucks fan, I love that idea. If I am Dave Canales, if I am Skip Pete, I do not love that idea if I am Rashad White, because I do think if Tony Pollard comes in, it will take maybe not even half the season before to Tony Pollard is the featured back. Hey, um, that's on that's in Rashad White's hands and in his feet. That is that that's absolutely fair. But either way, I and it goes back to the episode that we did last week where we talked about like our three cuts. Right. And I had Leonard Fournette on my list that, you know, it would make sense for for the Buccaneers to, to cut him. Uh, and and you disagreed with with that take. Uh, I disagree. I just didn't put him as my three cuts. Right. But I, I think the addition of Skip Pete and the excitement that Canales had for Rashad White, you go back to the Canales presser and he's talking about, you know, they're they're not our guys until they are their guys and they are their guys until they're not and he talks about how excited he is about Rashad White he talks about you know what Kyle Trask can do in this offense he talks about how great Mike Evans and and Chris Godwin and uh Russell Gage are you know as receivers and in the run game he talks about the offensive line and and you know some really solid players up there who does he not mention not one time through the entire press conference 31 minutes in 28 seconds, not once did he say the name Leonard Fournette. Yeah, um, we got plenty more time to talk about the running backs, but bottom line, Leonard Fournette had 189 carries last year. Rashad White had 129 receptions. Leonard Fournette 73, Rashad White 50. So you balance that out to about 220 on average per running back. If Rashad White and uh, Tony Pollard each got 220 touches, I think each guy would be Perfectly okay with that. But we're here to talk about the disrespect Kyle Trask at the 33rd team, and specifically Matt Castle uh, is throwing at uh, quarterback number one in Tampa. And look, you guys know, and this is not about to become, uh, you know, David is like, oh, Dave Canales likes Kyle Trask. Now I like Kyle Trask. But here's the bottom line. Kyle Trask right now is being touted as the number one quarterback in Tampa, which means he is a starting quarterback in the National Football League now. Is that going to pan out? Is he going to prove to be worthy of being a starting quarterback in the National Football League? I don't know. But the 33rd team in Matt Castle recently did a 30 top 32 ranking of quarterbacks in the National Football League. And here's what I do know. The Atlanta Falcons are shopping around for a potential quarterback. They're not happy with Desmond Ritter as their sole number one option. The New York Jets certainly are not looking to start Mike White. They're looking for Aaron Rodgers. They're looking for Derek Carr. And you know if they miss on either of those guys, they're definitely going to go diving into the draft if they can get there. Sam Darnold, I don't even know what's next for him, but it's not starting for the Carolina Panthers. Davis Mills is not going to be starting for the Houston Texans this season. Baker Mayfield doesn't even have a team right now, and neither does Jacoby Brissett. So as far as I'm concerned, if the Buccaneers have a number one quarterback and they're not pursuing any of those dudes, that number one quarterback should be ranked higher than all of those names. And Kyle Trask is not ranked higher than any of them. He's not even ranked in the top 32. Again, a projected number one quarterback for his team. And before anybody comes at me about Matt Castle playing in the National Football League, doesn't mean he's right about his rankings. And also, here's here's the problem Matt Castle's writing on 33rd team. Doesn't give any context. This isn't a current power rankings. If it was a current power rankings, okay, Kyle didn't play. So I could, I could swallow that, right? He doesn't specify that it's a projection. But if it is a projection, Kyle Trask certainly projects better than Sam Darnold. Does right now. I don't care if you're a Kyle Trask hater. He definitely projects better than Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold may not even be suiting up uh, at this time next year. Um, if it's current standings only, then again, the guys who don't have teams 
that they're going to be playing for next year as of right now have to rank below the guy who is going to be starting for an NFL franchise. So really, in the, in the midst of context, there's only one way this ranking makes sense. And if that's the context that Matt Castle's using here, there are guys on this list that don't make sense in that context. So that's my Matt Castle hatred of his rankings. Not Matt Castle hatred, hatred of his rankings. I have absolutely no problem with these rankings and and I am shocked. <laughs> I understand the point that you're that you're making. But in my eyes, could Kyle Trask be better than Desmond Ritter? Absolutely. Mike White for sure. Sam Darnold? Absolutely. You have, uh Davis Mills? Yeah. Probably. But the dude's thrown nine passes in the NFL. And and you had mentioned before we started recording um you know, the the QBR, who was, you know, Kyler Murray at, at 18 with a QBR of 51.7. Kyle Trask QBR last season, 1.6. Until he does anything on an NFL field, he shouldn't be on the list. The, the if free- you're going to rank quarterbacks that have shown they cannot lead a team over a guy who has not been able to have given the opportunity to, to, to lead a team, you have to put him on that list over those guys. If you left those guys off the list, I would have no problem with it. But when you're talking about guys like Sam Darnold who have already proven that they cannot lead a team in the National Football League, not once but twice, and in fact, three times if you want to count the second chance he got in Carolina, you have to put Kyle Trask on that list. But James, you're not alone in your disdain for Kyle Trask. Starting Kyle Trask in 2023 uh, is, is not a huge problem for some, but it is for others. We're going to dive deeper into that coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. Today's episode of Locked on Bucks is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard us talk about this mobile game app, and unfortunately, Chris Carter of Locked on Steelers was our Locked on NFL champion because he's a cheater just like the Pittsburgh Steelers. But if you've ever dreamt of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, your dream can now come true, and this game is for you. You're going to manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through seasons, and lead your team to glory trying to build a dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, renaming your left tackle, Donovan Smith, and releasing him, and then steering your franchise through free agency and the draft, plus much, much more. Ultimate Football GM is completely free, and the best part is it's playable offline. Literally anywhere and anytime you want football, you have it in your hand. Plus, we've created a locked-on league for you to compete against other locked-on listeners all over the world. Can you be the ultimate locked-on football GM? Choose the locked-on league in the app to join and locked-on Bucks listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, all one word, in the game store. That's LOCKEDON, all caps. So make sure you check it out today to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Wrapping things up here on the Locked On Bucks podcast and uh, Ultimate Football GM still just hanging out there. Um, 
Shout out to them. They at least would respect the fact that Sam Darnold went four and two and kept the Carolina Panthers in the playoff hunt as a starter last year. But we had an email sent in from Kevin. In Tell our- me right now you would rather have Sam Darnold start for the Buccaneers than Kyle Trask. I didn't say that, but you said he, he should not he, be ranked higher you than Kyle Trask on any ranking list. Your words were he even had a second chance with the Carolina Panthers and he proved he couldn't lead them to anything. He had wins a winning and losses percentage. are not quarterback stats. You know this. As Led well them as else. four wins and kept quarterback them wins and losses are not quarterback stats. You You're know right. This as well They're as anybody not. Else. But as a starter, he helped keep them in the playoff hunt. I'm just saying, Kevin, a little, a little bit of credit. Kevin in Orlando, please speak some logic into this conversation. Kevin in Orlando, please help us. All right. So Kevin in Orlando sent us an email. We greatly appreciate that. And as always, if you guys have. Topics, questions, concerns, ideas, mock drafts. You want to tell David that he's wrong. You can send all of that into Locked On Bucks podcast at gmail.com. But Kevin writes in and says, I'm very disappointed to hear that the Bucks seem to be going with Kyle Trask as their quarterback for next season. To me, this move makes it very obvious that the team plans on tanking this year to get a high draft pick in 2024. Granted, we have seen very little of Trask since he got drafted, but what we have seen wasn't all that promising. I do not believe that now this guy all of a sudden is a competent QB when he really hasn't shown anything to be that. Of course, I can dream that this may just be a Bledsoe to Brady situation where Brady came in and took over and the rest is history, but I'm really having my doubts it's going to be anything close to that. I'd also like to know what Evans and Godwin think about this. You know their production is going to take a huge nosedive with this change. Wouldn't be surprised if one of them asked to be traded after this news. This decision certainly has to make them really nervous about their production for next season. And the fact that they aren't going to hit many bonuses that they may have hit this last season. Unless something changes in the quarterback department, this is my opinion. This is, in my opinion, going to be a tanking team. Jason Jason can say what he wants, but we all know what this decision really means. We won't be winning games next season. Kevin, thank you for writing in. David, um, Kevin is not confident at all in Kyle Trask's abilities. Um, what is what is your thought on on Kevin's email here? And I'm I'm interested to hear what you think of his Evans and Godwin take. Uh, Mike Cordell in the live chat says Darnold is a JV game manager, so maybe Dave Canales would enjoy his services. Um, um, look, I get the concern, and that's why I kind of clarified. Like, I'm not, you know, all of a sudden turning over and being like Kyle Trask would be the greatest quarterback, you know, to to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He is going to be the greatest quarterback to start for the Buccaneers since Tom Brady. Eh? Nah. Eh? Look, I get the concern. You know what I mean? And, and again, I'm not going to come up here and try to sell you a bill of goods that Kyle Trask is just going to be this this great quarterback. Um, but I do think that what the Buccaneers are doing, I don't think they're tanking. I think what they're doing is they're coming out there and they're saying it's time for our second round pick to pay off or prove once and for all that we made a mistake. And, you know, there's not a GM in the, in the National Football League that hasn't made a mistake this year. We talked about it this week. This year's, this year's draft class uh, was ranked right now. 21st in the NFL. Really, you have to see how the how this draft class turns out three years from now. But one of the eight picks that they made doesn't even play for the team anymore. So that's already uh, not a very good start. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that pans out. But I think you know when you when you when you draft a guy in the second round, 
we all knew this. The expectation was that he was going to take over when Brady left. Well, Brady is gone, and this time he's gone for good. So now is the time to see what Kyle Trask can do. And I think this was also built into the strategy as well because you see a lot of these void years. And so now all these void years can come up. They can get paid off. The, the pain of having to do that can come up. And one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to win a good amount of games with Kyle Trask, potentially make the playoffs in a very weak NFC South division, at least still weak at this point. There's still a lot of time left. But right now it still looks very weak. Or you're going to completely implode with Kyle Trask in a very weak NFC South. And if you implode, honestly, this is the best litmus test. If you implode with Kyle Trask, you know he ain't it. You know what I mean? You just you know it's not going to happen. If you do well and you succeed, then you know, okay, maybe we can put some pieces around him uh, and make this thing work. But you're never going to know that until you really go out there. And I agree. Look, I've been at the practices. James, you've been at the practices. I've made the joke several times. The best ball I saw Kyle Trask throw in training camp was to the sideline to my guy, Caleb Skinner from BucksGameDay.com. And I want to give Caleb a shout out because he had both feet inbounds, perfect hands, drew it in, tucked it away. Nobody was getting that ball away from him. But you have to see what Kyle Trask from an organizational standpoint has in him. And look, someone in that organization believes in Kyle Trask. We just have to lean on that. As far as Mike Evans and Chris Godwin requesting trades, one, it's not going to happen. Two, neither of those guys is that type of guy in this circumstance. And the only other thing I'll say is Bledsoe to Brady. That was not a planned transition. Bledsoe got injured. He was supposed to be the number one guy. Even the New England Patriots did not know what they had in Tommy Brady. Um. I will I will give credit where credit is due. Kyle Trask as a rookie in preseason compared to Kyle Trask in preseason last year were two very different things. I did see some positives out of Trask in the preseason this past year that we didn't see his rookie year. In his regular season in-game action, I was less than enthused. I was less than impressed. Three for nine, 23 yards. Um, it wasn't great. And I was, I was talking to our Bucks nation group chat and, uh, my manager over there said, you know, he deserves to be out there with the ones. Let's see what he does when he actually has Mike and Chris and, and Gage and, and Rashad and those guys out there. And I'm like, yeah, but if he's that bad against reserves on defense and preseason, He's going to be that bad or worse against starting caliber defenses. But this is kind of a no-lose situation. You knew you had to pay this bill. It's like you go on vacation and you swipe that credit card the whole time. The, the airline tickets, the hotel, the dinners, the souvenirs, entertainment, everything goes on that credit card. You know at some point... That bill's coming, and you're going to have to write the check. The Bucks put a lot of players on a credit card over the course of this run, and they came out with a championship. You can't ask for, for better than that. The bill has to come due. So you know what? If you roll with Kyle Trask this season, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's really not. Because like David said, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to not succeed because Kyle Trask isn't the guy and then you're probably in a position where you're going to be able to take a quarterback in the draft, or you may even be able to trade up and get the top quarterback, who we all assume is Caleb Williams, depending on who gets the number one pick. But you're going to be in a position where you can get a franchise guy next season. Or Kyle Trask shocks everyone. 
And maybe it takes a little bit for him to get his legs under him. But Dave Canales puts him in a position where he can be successful. Kyle Trask takes care of the football, makes smart decisions, and the Buccaneers win games. And all of a sudden, they're competing in the NFC South. Either way, Buccaneers fans are going to be happy. Are you going to be happy if the Bucs go 3-14 and 14 and end up with Caleb Williams? Yeah, I think you will. Are you going to be happy um, if the Bucs go 10-7 and seven and get a wild card spot? Yeah, you'll be happy. Sorry, I thought you were done. Yeah, no, all, all valid points in my quarter in, in the chat. Uh, says, Trask has been a slow developer his whole career. Yeah. We haven't seen anything from him to make a genuine, honest opinion learning from Brady had to have helped. Um, yeah, I completely agree with what, what you just said there, my good points by James. Look, I, we get the the nervousness about it. This is going to be a, an off-season-long conversation. And, and honestly, uh, nobody, not us, not Tampa Bay Times, The Athletic, Fox Sports, Pewter Report, Nobody can really tell you what is going to happen. We can tell you what we think is going to happen. And then from that point forward, you just have to trust that your decision makers are making the best decision possible for the team. Um, you know, and, and I can promise you that their intention inside of one buck is not to tank. I can I can tell you that right now. However, they're uh they should be looking to draft Hendon Hooker. By the way, Dan Jeremiah said Hendon Hooker might be one of five quarterbacks that could be franchise leaders in this year's NFL draft. I would take Look, Hendon, listen to me. I would take Hendon Hooker in the second day so fast. Listen to me. Kyle Trask, second round pick. Drew Locke, second round pick. Hendon Hooker, second round pick. Three second round picks. Figure it out. Just just put them on the, on the grass. Figure it out. Let's let's make this thing happen. Uh, Super Bowl Bucks by thirty. <laughs> uh, and the last thing that I will say is, if Kyle Trask is the starter, all seventeen games. And Mike Evans still gets a thousand yards receiving. He should be talked about as one of the greatest wide receivers he of all time. Be, Hands he should down. already be talked about. There. He Only should Bucks already. Fan, be. If the Bucks go three and fourteen, you will not be happy in February. You will be happy in April. It, yeah, in draft season, you are going to be ecstatic. All right. With that, we are going to get out of here. We want to thank you all again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or view of the day. We will be back with another Mock Draft Monday coming up on Monday because that's Mock Draft Day. And in the meantime, of course, you can check out everything that David is doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out my work over at BucksNation.com. And, of course, send in your mock drafts or your topics or your questions or your thoughts or your ideas, your hopes, dreams, fears, and uh, favorite food items to Locked On Bucks Podcast at gmail.com. Follow all the action on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons, and we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks. <laughs>